The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. Listen to Matt Slick Live. Today is December 1st, 2023. And uh, if you want to give me a call, all you have to do is dial 877-207-2276. I want to hear from you. Give me a call. And um, so on Fridays, a lot of times I do hate mail. And I have a hate voicemail I'm going to play, but I can't play all of it because this woman just cusses just a little bit. And so what I'll uh, I'll do is um, is I'll tackle that. All right? I'll tackle that. And uh, now the uh, speaker's real. Oh, no wonder, no wonder. I gotta go this way. You know, I have. So, sorry about that. Now I got the right, uh, the right setup. Okay, good. So if you wanna, if you wanna call me, you know, eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, so let's see. What am I gonna do? I think I'm gonna do some hate mail because. I do like hate mail, but we're getting low. And sometimes people dare me to do love mail. And I, I don't feel good about it because it's like, hey, how great are you? But uh, I might do some love mail anyway and, and uh, because people I could, I've been told, please do some of those every now and then as well. So maybe I'll do that. And uh, what I'm going to try and do right now is I'm going to try and play a hate mail. And uh, I'm going to have to cut it off at a certain point. And let's see if we can get this uh, get this plane. Hold on. Yeah, just wondering if you bozos actually figured out what the Bible really does say. Or did you still want to stand on that stupid, idiotic garbage that one verse in one scripture in one sentence vitiates 75% of the eternal word of Yahweh Almighty? I got to cut it off at that point because she starts to cuss. I hope you could hear that. If you could hear that, let me know. Could you hear that okay, Charlie? Sound good? All right, so there was no return number, no way to communicate with her. She didn't say what it was that I did wrong. It's, it's like, hey, you know, I, and I get a kick out of uh, of different hate mails and, and emails, particularly when they say things like, Yo, you're so stupid, you're wrong about everything. And they, that's it. You know, well, come on, give me something more than that. At least, I'm going to say this, at least a lot of the atheists, when uh, they, they communicate to me their dis- disapproval of stuff, they will often, what they'll do is give me a reason why. You said this, and I disagree because, okay, I can deal with that. But when a Karen comes up, and um, and just sits there and and then yells and screams and blocks the number so she can't be returned. Doesn't say what the issue is. Just doesn't like it. Uh, that's kind of wimpy. It's a it's a Karen move, you know, and uh, it's unfortunate, but that's what it is sometimes. So hey, there you go. I enjoyed that. That's uh, I think it's, I that's a first. I've never ever done um, voicemail hate mails because sometimes I'll get uh, I don't get very voicemails very often. I mean, with hate mail in them. That's interesting. Anyway, hey, uh, yeah, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, okay. And, you know, and that reminds me, I do get stalkers every now and then. Every few years, uh, two to three, I'll get a stalker. 
and I've I've got some stories about stalkers, and uh, almost all of them have been women, except one guy. There was one guy. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, in fact, I'm gonna tell you a story about this one guy. And uh, this is true. This is like a hate mail Friday. Okay, December first. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, you know, I'll introduce you to something. This really happened. Uh, this is not. I'm not making any of this up. I had on my forums a, a written debate done with an atheist, and the atheists on that uh, our forum, our CARM forum, what they did was they, they got really snotty, and I said, no, 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 it's just between this guy and I, and uh, I told the, uh, the, the, um, the people, the atheists, you know, be nice, be nice, and they, they wouldn't do that, and so I told the administrators who, you know, watched this stuff, I said, let them continue. Let them continue to get bad only in this forum that I'm discussing stuff with. And so they did. They got really, really bad. And the topic that I was discussing an atheist was with was morality, what's right and wrong, good and bad, and things like this. And he never addressed any of the foul insults that came from the atheists. And I eventually I took a list of things that they had been saying. In, uh, and I said, what do you think of this, 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 and this from your, your fellow atheists? And... Uh, that he couldn't deal with it because they were really bad. And I said, you're just being a hypocrite. I mean, I just busted him. And uh, then I told the uh, the mods, you know, I said, go ahead and administer the rules to everybody like, like we do fairly. And they, a lot of the atheists got banned. Well, what happened as a result of it was they decided to create a ministry against CARM. And this one individual who, uh, let's just say it made him look really bad, he decided to make a ministry. Uh, against Carm, and uh, he did this, and I'm going to tell you the story, okay, there's, there's several parts of this story, and so he started a website, and the goal of the website was to, and a talk forum, and an inner talk forum, the goal was to destroy the Carm ministry, for real, all right, that's one thing, well, about a year before that, all that occurred, um, a friend of mine told me about, and I've told this story before in the radio, but here we go. A friend of mine told me about an atheist, uh, a Satanist, actually, a Satanist a woman who's lesbian, and um, she hated everything about Christianity. And uh, her daughter was murdered and uh, in her front yard, and my heart broke. And I said, let me talk to her, you know, and... And I did. I ended up talking to this uh, Satanist woman for about two hours, except she did 99% of the talking. I just listened. I didn't witness to her. I didn't say anything to her. I just listened. And, I, you know, I've lost a son, and I, I said, it's just horrible. I'm just sorry you're going through it. That's basically all I said. I just sympathized with her pain and suffering. Well, she actually thanked me for uh, her my concern for her and for not being a preacher at, at her at this time terrible time and uh, I said well you know you're welcome I said I just I just wanted to you know be there and let you know all right so this anti-carm atheist ministry had different people at different levels that they would trust to work with them to destroy the carm ministry and there was a top tier inner circle she was in on it she was in one of those in that one circle she contacted me and she said though i think you're full of crap and all this stuff and you're bad and you're this i don't agree with this and that she said at least you have the right to do what you're doing 
and I don't agree with him trying to destroy your ministry. We're talking about hacking, uh, bringing uh, false accusations, lies. It was really bad. And um, so, the, you know, this is like hate mail on steroids, right? And so uh, one of my friends uh, who lives on the East Coast, a woman, they were saying that she and I were fooling around. I'm on in Idaho, and she was out there in the East Coast. It's ridiculous. The husband wanted to find them and sue them, and it was just it was getting out of hand. And uh, what this, this uh, Satanist woman would do was tell me what approaches they were going to use to destroy the ministry, to hack it, to overdo this, to flood the emails, to do whatever it was. Uh, to attack the servers, to get to DOS attack. And so she would tell me, and she says, but I don't agree with you, but, I, but I'm going to help you. And, and I never told anybody uh, when this, ministry, this so-called ministry was alive. I never told anybody about this, right? So what had happened was is I'd get this heads-up information, and I would tell it to the service provider who would then put in certain blocks and take care of everything. And they were just beside themselves not able to uh, to do any damage to the ministry. And they, they just couldn't figure it out. It went on for like a year, year and a half, two years. All right, well, having done all of that and and the like, um, we implemented, I'll tell you two things, we implemented in the forums where the atheists were, who were really the obstreperous, vituperous type. And what we did was uh, we, we put them into a, a, a system called Miserable Users so that instead of banning them for their pejoratives, what we would do is we would uh, let them stay on, but we put them into this one segmented program. And what would happen is they would get on 50% of the time without a problem, and 30% of the time they would get a, a, a 404 not found error. Or 10% of the time it would just uh, just rotate, the, the cursor would you know just blink, and then the, the circle that you're getting in was loading, please lo refresh the page. There were these various things that we could change the percentages and what things were happening at different times. So there wasn't any regularity. And so we put these atheist guys and girls, <laughs> they were really bad. I mean, if they're just talking, disagree, that's okay. But we, the ones who were really problematic, we put them into this thing. And it took them a year. <laughs> It took a, a year to figure it out what we were doing to them, and someone did. They finally figured it out. That's that's called this and that, and that's what they're doing because, and uh, oh, they didn't like it. But we we had so much fun laughing about them. We, I rebooted my computer, I restored it, I rebuilt it, it's still doing it. Every it'll work for a few days, and, then, and we're cracking up. So anyway, all this is going on, and um, this is battle. You know, it, it's battle, and um, and. So I guess before I tell you the final part of this, before the final part occurred, uh, another Satanist uh, was trying to, to was threatening my family and I, and uh, was threatening to kill my family and me and all this stuff. Well, the feds got involved, and uh, we, you know, the FBI got involved actually, and found out that it was uh, out of the country, uh, threats coming out of the country. And so the police knocked on that person's door, and that really upset this person, saying, "You know, uh, you know, I'm going to get you, and I know Satanists in your area, and they're going to, uh, they're going to kill you." And uh, you know, it was really it was this kind of stuff going on, and it was one of the few times when 
the map system in the internet was wrong because we had to buy PO box and, and somehow they got my address and they would put it into uh, a map program and send me an email this is where your house is this is where we're going to come and get you and it was wrong the map system actually got it wrong which we, I'd never said it was right or wrong I'd, it just was wrong all the time so the the first Satanist I mentioned actually heard about this and attacked the second mate Satanist and defended me against the other one. This is all true. So I had a Satanist trying to threaten to kill me, another Satanist who didn't like me and look what I stood for defending me, and she was working in a, uh, an atheist group who's trying to destroy the car ministry and she's feeding me information. And, uh, you know, it's just too good to be true, right? Well, there's more. I get a phone call uh, around Christmas, uh, and my brother, who was in Missouri, Called. I have a brother in Southern California at the time and went in Missouri and I'm in Idaho. And um, he calls me, he goes, Hey, do you know so and so? And it's the atheist guy causing all these problems. And I go, Oh, man, this guy, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I said, Why? Why? Why are you asking? He said, Oh, he works for me. And to my utter shock, the Lord had arranged that this guy worked for my brother the whole time. And uh, it was just a stunning revelation. We couldn't believe that it was the case, but it was. And so um, my dad was living with my, that, that particular brother I had to go out. My dad was, health wasn't very good, went out and saw my dad and also went into the, into the work and met this guy. And uh, I threatened him uh, without, I just threatened him by a posture, leaning forward, like take a swing at me kind of a thing. And he backed off and, and that was basically the end of everything. It all collapsed after that. Isn't that interesting how God works? Hey, we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call, all you have to do is dial 877-207-2276. All right, let's get on the air with Alberto from Georgia. Alberto, welcome. You're on the air. Yeah, good evening, Matt. My question is, you know the word Abba, we talked about, you know, Abba Father. So basically mm-hmm. we as children should approach God as children. So it means I could jump on God's lap, pull his hair. Kiss him in the cheeks. He could throw me up in the air. I'm probably traveling at speed of light. You know, going you know billion light years per second. Probably fall back wait, on wait, his wait, lap wait, again. Wait. You run around. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. How'd you get to the speed of light? Uh, with what? he throws him up in the air. Got so powerful, he could throw me in the air. I could be flying at speed of and speed of light out into space. You know what I'm saying? So he can throw you at the speed of light. <laughs> okay, l- l- let's get to a question here. I'm not sure you're. I'm not sure you're going with this. Let's. What's your, my what's question your is? Question? My question is: Because we as little children, can we just jump on God's lap, pull his hair, kiss his cheek, run around, jump on his lap, and all that? As children, can so we jump on his lap and pull his hair? Uh, yeah, because no. we're, we're, we're God. He's our Father. We're his little children. Can we just jump on his lap and pull his hair? You kiss him in the cheek and run around his lap and all that? No. But children, no. or you have to turn a certain red. No, 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 no. I keep saying no. I keep saying no. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. So, no. 
We don't sit on God's lap, pull his hair, kiss his cheek. Right. Okay. So, uh, so why are we got children? He's our Heavenly Father, any? Yeah, but he doesn't change our diapers either. Okay, so how far do you want to <laughs> carry this through? Okay, so he's the father in a, in a different sense of what you're kind of talking about. So it's just an issue mm-hmm. here of, of relationship, that a closeness. But we have to be very careful mm-hmm. in our casual attitude uh, to, to God. All right? Uh-huh. So we're a reverence towards him, right? So now that. Always with here. reverence. Always with reverence. Cor- correct. Always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Another thing. How come these, these Christians to be singing in church? What a mighty God we serve. Yeah, they're scared to go to the witness all the all them crime infested areas and when these young people are killing each other and neighborhoods wait, 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 and wait, 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 you're, wait, you're, hold on. You're hard to understand sometimes, okay? Because remember, my hearing's not that good. I said, my so, question is, a lot, of, a lot of Christians think, what a mighty God we serve, but they're scared to go out to the neighborhoods and witness the loss where the, all the game infested areas at, where crime at. Yeah, it's easy to say, what a mighty God we serve in church, but, but, you have to prove that mighty God you're serving it truly is the God of the Bible or just your imagination and your mighty God or you know what so I'm what's your question what, what's your question that's my question a lot of people say what a mighty God we serve but they're scared to go into the communities and witness for the lost for the crime infested areas that that's not a question that's a, that's a statement well, that's a statement my, well okay my statement okay so why okay. why if the okay that's a statement that's my statement so what do you think about that? I don't... Uh, there are people who are afraid to go out and witness and evangelize, and I think it's a job of the the staff on church, and the ministers, the pastors, the elders, to equip them how to go out and do that kind of a thing and provide opportunities for that. Okay? But nobody quit the me, never. I just go out and do it. <laughs> I just go out and step out in faith, yeah. and that's it. Well, some people are, are more bold. More, some people are more bold and have more confidence, and so they don't have as much of a problem doing that. And others need to be uh, helped along more. They're just different people. Okay, that's all that, that it is. It's not that big a deal. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I understand you got to prepare and all that, but I mean, I, I don't got time to waste for time to be prepared. I, I just go out there. Go out there, with well, and good. boom, boom, get my papers. Then just good for you. I go in the neighborhoods and all over. The, I, I go all over. I don't got time to wait. The well, day, the day of salvation could be the last day on earth, so I don't got time to wait. Some people say, "Oh, I gotta earn their right, earn their right to witness to." Them. I don't got time to earn their right. I, 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 I could be their last day. They see me, God could come right in my path, and that's on the time of that, that night. And the God. Use me to witness to them right then and there. I got time to earn their right to witness to them. <laughs> I just go witness to them. That's it. Yeah. Well, uh, like I said, different well, people right. have different different, right. different different people have different callings, and not everybody's gifted in mm-hmm. the same areas you might be gifted in. But the overall job of the mm-hmm. ministry is to equip the Christians for the work of ministry. That's what they're supposed to be doing, and not babysitting them all the time. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Keep it a great word, Matt Slick. Okay. Thank you very much.
All right. All right. And okay. we, we pray for the other demons, all these satanic forces that fall on the wayside. All right? Yeah. Oh, excuse me. I agree. Right. we got to be praying. Absolutely. All right. All right. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, God bless. Bye. All right. If you want to give me a call, uh, three open lines, 877-207-2276. Let's get to Jay from Ohio. Jay, welcome. You are on the air. Hey, Mr. Slick. How are you doing? Doing all right. Hanging in there. Good, man. Hey, uh, I had a question on Jude verse 9. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, Jude verse 9. Um mm-hmm. Michael, the archangel, disputing with the devil over Moses's body. Mm-hmm. What is that about? It's about them disputing over his body. They had a dispute. Okay. So you want to know what the dispute was or why? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that doesn't tell us. Okay. okay. So there are theories uh, about why the this dispute occurred. Um, basically it comes out of the idea of idolatry could you imagine uh, if the body of Moses was somehow preserved and the Catholic Church for example had it and then all the monies and the temples or it's going to be the cathedrals built around it and all the worship and everything touching the body of Moses to go into idolatry and this is uh, believed to be the main reason. That's what I affirm. Unless you know someone has better information, that's fine. It looks like um, Moses was incredible in his ability to give the law and perform miracles right in front of people. So if he were to die and the Jews had him, they would have uh, become idolatrous. Just as the serpent lifted up in the wilderness, there's plenty of accounts that they became uh, the Jews became idolatrous. They started bowing before it, and, mm. and so you know the Catholics and Eastern Orthodox uh, the same thing. They're going to bow before it because they like tradition, they like relics, they like this, they like that, and they want to touch them. Like when I was in Jerusalem uh, earlier this year, uh, we went to the the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. And another time, uh-huh. in the previous trip, I was in like six, seven years before that, we went to another place, I forgot the location. But it was a place where Jesus was, and there was a stone, and legend has it, that Jesus uh, was on that stone. And in the Ho- Church of the Holy Sepulchre, there was another uh, rock, and, and it was that one there. People were touching it and kissing it constantly, because yeah. they want to touch what Jesus touched. And they would bow before him, you know, and reverence these things. It happens, and it's false. It shouldn't be done. Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned, Jay. And we'll be right back after uh, these announcements. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. What we're doing, <laughs> I guess we lost our color. Um, we're talking of all things. Remember now that I mentioned what we do in the uh, chat during the break, and sometimes the discussions are really good. Not this time. And uh, they're talking, somebody's talking about bugs and roaches and stuff like that. And so people are comparing stories and, um, 
uh, and I, and I was just writing at the end of it. Back in 22, uh, there was a wasp in our house, right? During the summer. There was a wasp. Where'd that thing come from? Well, it's, you know, maybe you open the door, one gets in behind you, comes in. And, um, and all of a sudden, another one, and then another one, and another one, and another. And we're like, what is going on here? And so they would go to the windows, and they would uh, go by the windows because it was the light. And so I took care of them. I would vacuum them with a long vacuum hose. You know, it's the only way to get rid of them. And uh, it's go- it went on for a few days, and we're- I'm trying to figure out where they're coming from. And it was just, it was bad. We had- I-, I killed like 30 of them in the house. And well, my wife's condition—you know—you you can't have her flinch and, and be in pain. She's already in enough pain. So, I I sat there and I started studying where they were kind of coming from and, and ventured toward them. Oh man, it was! And I discovered a small hole in a window frame that was designed into it, and it was just big enough for them to crawl out of. And what was happening is there was a hole that had developed at a joint. Outside, I mean, the house is, you know, it's like 17 years old at the time, 18 years old. A little bit, just a little bitty crack, that's all. And they were, had gotten in there. And that's it. They were coming up through the wall and up into into the house that way. We just, you know, had a a, a pest guy come out. He, he, you know, cleaned it out and sealed it up and was done. You know, they were just, uh, just we're, we have dumb stories sometimes in our chat. You got to join us. It's fun. Let's get to Ed from... Oh, Roanoke, Virginia. Welcome. You're on the air. Matt, how are you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. It's kind of a, a whatever Friday right now. We're just we're all over the place, so just having fun. So what do you got, man? Well, I get my slick. I get my slick picks tonight. It's been a while. I've been <laughs> working pretty hard. So, uh. well, okay. We'll see. If we can come on. Uh, help you out here. Accommodate you. Okay. So what do you got? Uh, Philippians 2, it says, uh, Let this mind be in you, also in Christ Jesus, who being a former God, daughter now Robbie. And then he says, uh, Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that's the name of Jesus, uh, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So how literal do we go with God has given him a name above every name? Is that even above Yahweh, above Jehovah? Okay. The Jews often spoke in exaggeration, all right? All the world was taxed, okay? And in Jude 3, for example, or is it Jude 4? Let me read it to you. Um, in Jude 4, it says, Certain ungodly persons who turn the grace of our God into licentiousness and deny our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. So the, the Father's not our, our Master. Or we could go to, uh, for example, Revelation 19.12. Uh, his eyes are a flame of fire on his head are many diadems as Jesus he has a name written on him which no one knows except himself what God the Father doesn't know well of course he does so the point is that in the context of what's going on it's not talking about every name above uh, even Yahweh's name and people say well that's what it means well no not necessarily because I can show where exaggeration hyperbole is used scripturally and that's all that's going on in here that's point one point two is the name is is not understood the same way uh, our names are like my name is Matt okay or Matthew all right but in the Indian American Indian culture it's hey where is running bear well he's with uh, you know uh, I don't know uh, 
flying uh, hawk or whatever. And so their names had a meaning to them, and that's the same thing in Jewish culture. So Methuselah means when he dies it will come. Noah means peace. Nathan or Nathaniel means to give. And uh, Abram means father of many. Abraham means father of multitude. Isaac means laughter. So the names mean something. And incidentally, when you go to Genesis 5, there's a genealogy between Adam and Noah. And you take the names, put them in English, you get a sentence. It's appointed to mortal men's sorrow. The blessed God will come down. When he dies, it will come, bringing to the despairing hope. So God has this thing about names. Now, also, it says in Isaiah 9, 6, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. So we go, what? His name should be Bob. Or no, shouldn't his name be Jesus? What do you mean? His name is Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Now, if you understand the American Indian style of naming, and you, you kind of carry it that way over here, you go, oh, the name carries uh, characteristics of the person. And that's what's going on. You remember the, the movie uh, Dances with Wolves? Well, that was his name, yeah, Dances yeah. with Wolves. And, and the girl's name was right. uh, Stands with a Fist. Okay? All right, right, so here we go. All right, so he's given him the name, which is above every name. Well, what's going on here? Well, he's given him a name that includes everything that he is and has been and will in his character and essence. We can go back to Isaiah 9, 6 and say, well, that's the name. We could say that. I'm not saying it is, but we could because I'm not saying it's exactly what's required here. And he's talking about the holiness of the name of, of the Lord Jesus Christ because in Matthew one twenty one, his name is Jesus. And so that's the name of Jesus. That's what it says in verse 10 every knee will bow. So the name of Jesus is that name specifically given that is greater than all the other names, not in Yahweh, but he's talking about those in the context of every knee will bow before them, those in heaven and on earth, etc., etc., and that uh, that he's the one. It's not talking about Jehovah or Yahweh himself. It's talking about all the created order because they bow. Okay? I need a lot of information there. Okay. All right? Well, I... I I, I like your uh, pop culture reference. Stands with a fist. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Pretty good. That's right. My wife calls me doofus with a mouth. You know. So there's another name you go with. You know. And uh, so you know. I mean. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> so, that's good. And you like that one. one gentleman was trying to say, well, this is how I see it. And, uh, 
you know, no one has seen God the Father, so, you know, right. Jesus can't be God because, you know, it's well, he, like, well, not, I have a he's son. He's not God the Father. I have a son. He says, I have a son, and my son looks like me, but I'm not, he's not the Father. He's not me. So, you know, so he was sort of trying to explain, you know, in his own way how, you know, Jesus couldn't be God in a sense, I guess. But, uh, right. Right. And, uh, I think it's hard it, you know, people are. Well, it, a lot of times it's just a matter of just uh, more knowledge, more information. And I've had the privilege for, for decades now of being able to just study and answer questions like that. And in fact, you know, um, uh, like someone, you know, Alberto, he said, uh, can we call God the Father Abba? I don't know if I've written on that, but I put it in my note of questions, my, my think of questions to do. And so, you know, it, it's, it's just worth, and that's a, and, and what you just asked is another good question, you know. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. In Philippians 2.9, okay, uh, is Jesus' name above Yahweh, okay? And see, it's a good, it's a good uh, question, a good, good thing, and I can write about it. So when I do that, what I'll do is look at all kinds of instances of how this is and that is, and I learn stuff. I get the privilege of being able to do that. So a lot of people don't. And so a lot of times they just give answers that, well, they're, they're less informed. I'm not saying they're stupid, just less informed. Right. And so well, when Jesus and, said, you know, before Abraham was, I am, was he using God's mm -hmm. name? What was he using when he said, yes. before Abraham was, I am? That's what he was doing, John 8, 58. And they want to kill him for saying that. And so, well, why is he going to say so that? Was because they knew. Yahweh was using the name of Yahweh? What was he using? Well, you see, here's the problem. In um, okay, it, it, Interesting issues related to this. Now, what we have is the Greek. Now, did Jesus speak Greek? Most probably, yes. It was the lingua franca. And he probably spoke Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek, and maybe Latin. We don't know. But I'll get back to this quick at a break. I'll talk about why this is important about uh, uh, him saying I am. Okay, hold on. Hey, folks, we'll be right, right back David. after these messages. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Let's get back on with Ed from Roanoke. You're, uh, you're, you're on. Are you still there? Yes, doofus with a mouth. I am here. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, so uh, about, uh, let's see, the name I was going to talk about. Oh, now I forgot what my train of thought was. Uh, I am. I am. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, Jesus says, I am. Now, why would they get mad at him? If he was speaking Aramaic, which a lot of people say he was speaking Aramaic, that might not have done much, but it might have. Because even if he was speaking Greek, before Abraham was, I am, they would have got upset. If he was speaking Hebrew and said before Abraham was, Yahweh. And but when he said it, it, but we understand Yahweh as a as a, the form of the name, but in Hebrew it's actually I am. So he, when he says I am, whichever language it is, in the context of before Abraham, they understood what he was referring to. So that's why they wanted to kill him because he's claiming to be divine before Abraham was. I am not I have been like the Jehovah's Witnesses translated as. 
but I am, and they want to kill him. Okay. So he used the name Yahweh. Well, he did. I don't say. I'm not saying he did. I just. I suspect he just spoke in Greek. There. That's what I think. Gotcha. Okay. All right. I'm gonna get rolling back to work. I appreciate my slick fix tonight and the All right, man. honey bone. All right. Well, God bless. Have a good one. Okay. Have a good weekend. Hope, hope I can. Hope I can hear you read some more hate mail sometime soon. Yeah. Well, I need some more hate mail. I'm getting low. I'm gonna have to, you know, unearth some old <laughs> stuff. So we'll see. All right, brother. God bless, man. All right. God bless you, too. Thank you. Okay. All right. All right. Let's get to Mike from St. Petersburg, Florida. Mike, welcome. You're on the air. Thank you, Matt. Uh, appreciate it. I uh, heard you last week. I didn't know who you were last week, and I, I saw your um, your debate with Cobain, you know, the Eastern Orthodox guy. And I thought you did a fantastic job, and I understand your position. I, I couldn't have done it as well as you did. I've been studying it a long time, but uh, I didn't understand his position. You kept trying to pin him down with biblical responses, and I don't know why he didn't answer your questions. Can you sort of elaborate a little bit to me what your feeling was on that, and do you know anything about I'm sort of investigating the uh, – you know, he's on with Jay Dyer a lot, and I'm trying to understand what their position is. But they, it's hard. It's hard to figure out. Anyway, so I'll I'll just let you uh, sort of tell sure. me what your impressions were, and if you could educate me a little bit on this. I'm I'm actually. Oh, by the way, that was a wonderful, uh, cordial debate. I just enjoyed that. Anyway, uh, I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> All right. Well, so the East Orthodox Church is not Christian. It is old, but it teaches a false gospel. And so having boldly said that, I'll explain some stuff. Now, justification is, is the legal declaration of righteousness. According to right. the Bible, it's, it's an instantaneous legal thing. You go to Romans 4, 1 through 5, Galatians uh, 2, 16, 2, 21. You go to uh, Romans 5, 1, Romans 3, 28. I mean, I know the topic very well. and I've debated it a thousand times. All right, so the problem with Eastern Orthodoxy is they don't have a central, universal, systematic theological position. And what you have to kind of do is, is keep taking your stick and beating around the bushes where they dwell, and then what flies out you catch and you put together and find out what they're teaching. So what I'm going to do is, uh, let's see, I can... I can, well, I have the quotes. I have quotes. Oh, I thought it was right there at the quotes. On, on the process of salvation. But basically what it is, I, I have quotes directly from Eastern Orthodox people. In his, let me see if I can find this one word. And uh, I want to read them to you. Yeah, salvation summary. And here's, so these are different ones. I don't know if Dyer said one of these or that guy said one or whoever, whatever. But these are the, some of the things. We'll get, get into it here. One person okay. said this, and I, I wrote it out, and I read it back to him. I said, is that right? He said, yes. Now, there are different qualified Eastern Orthodox people who, who I got information from. Here's one. Adam lost a proper relationship with God through his sin. Jesus restored the ruptured relationship through his resurrection. Therefore, by participating in the energies of God, that's the graces that lead to good works, you slowly become divinized. 
being made more like Jesus ontologically and in this process become justified. Okay? It's heresy. Mm -hmm. All right? Here's another one. We will participate in the energies of God that will deify us. It means becoming like God, identical to what God is, except in his essence. The identical things are things like immortality, glorified state, which is energized by what God is in his operations. He sustains us in our glorified condition. When Jesus became flesh, he deified his human flesh, the uncreated energy of light. This is how they talk, okay? It's hard to pin them down. Here's another one. God is working in and through you to do good works, which are perfecting your faith in God. These same works purify your faith, and the purified faith then brings theosis and Christ-likeness by which righteousness is obtained. It is the grace in, in true faith of orthodoxy that achieves, achieves theosis, theosis. So another one says... That it's living sacramentally, which means participating in the sacraments. Sacraments such as the holy mysteries of baptism, chrismation, Eucharist, confession, etc. You've got to participate in those to achieve salvation. So what's going on here is in orthodoxy. This is what it says about justification from orthodoxbridge.com. Justification is accomplished at baptism the point where a person is granted forgiveness of sins and placed in a right relationship with God and it is maintained through a life of obedience to God and confession of sins. It is accomplished at baptism, the sacramental instrument by which sins are forgiven and is maintained by confession of sins. So, having read all of that, you can see there's not a very precise thing, but you can tell what their teaching is that you obtain salvation justification through baptismal work and the participation of the sacraments and through all of this you maintain your position with God through your good works and at the end you hope to be justified before God so it's a false so that's what I was getting out of that was that you can't have assurance of salvation like we do correct correct okay and and you know, the, I'm attracted to the uh, to the doctrine of theosis of uh, deification because it does seem that it says we're going to be we're being made Christ-like, but that seems to be more what we call progressive sanctification rather than some sort of waiting for a justification. Is that does that line up uh, in your thinking at all? Yes, that that's pretty accurate. Okay, but I would recommend. Okay that you distance yourself from the false teachings of the Eastern Orthodox Church. Theosis, as one of them said, is to become like God ontologically, which means in his essence. And I asked this guy, you, you're saying like God ontologically in his essence. He said yes. But another one says not in his essence, so they contradict each other. So yeah. you've got to understand that what, what, uh, what Adam said is, excuse me, what Satan said to, uh, to Eve is in Genesis 3 is, you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. And so in, uh, in okay, actually, let me do this too. So in Mormonism, for example, you can become like God. And so the idea of theosis is becoming like God, except then they'll say, but you're not like God in his essence but you're like him in these ways. Not just you and I are more like Jesus, you know, you know, just not lying and not stealing and being honest in our hearts and things like that. 
That's not what they're talking about. You actually participate in the energies of God and then become God-like, but without the essence. It's self-deification. Have you read any, uh, have you read any, uh, any Michael Heiser by any chance? A little here and there, and you got to be careful of that guy and with the Council of the Gods, okay, out of Psalm 82, okay? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I thought that was kind of a lot of fun to investigate, but I read his no, book no, no. anyway, and uh, uh, he seems to be saying that uh, the theosis we arrive at is being Christ-like in his body, in his resurrected body as a man in heaven, that kind of thing. Is that, does that strike yeah. you as uh, kind of weird or anything? No, 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 no. That's fine. We're, Jesus is the firstborn of creation, and then the first one born from the dead, okay. resurrected. We're going to follow after him in our resurrected bodies. That's good. That's true. Okay. You need to stay away All from right. the issue of theosis because it has a broad range of meanings, and it can be misused. If you start accepting the word and term the way the EO is using it, and when you find out they're using it in another way, you'll, you'll be more apt to be deceived. So let me read something out of, of all things, the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And it says this in paragraph 460. I'm only going to read the last half of it because we're running low on time. For the Son of God became man so that, that we might become God. The only begotten Son of God, wanting to make us sharers in his divinity, assumed our nature so that he made man, might make men gods. What they're doing is talking about this thing called theosis, becoming God-like. Whenever you say, I'm going to be like God in a lot of ways, don't say that. Because it leads to a brainwashing to the idea, oh, I'm going to be like God. The, e, the EO talk about it in the form of theosis. The, the paganism of Catholicism talks about it in 460. Mormonism says we're going to become God. Satan said you'd be like God. It's all about our self-exaltation. We are not going to be like yeah. God. Not, not his ontology. And the only thing that we're going to have is called the communicable attributes of God. He loves, we can love. He hates, we can hate. He thinks, we can think. And so we have those attributes, but they're the communicable attributes. And so we're going to be resurrected, and we're going to follow in Christ's footsteps. You'll never hear me saying, I'm going to be godlike. You'll never hear me say that. You know, I need to be yeah, Christ-like. I, never, I couldn't. Yeah, I know we're you're, you're out of time here, but, uh, you know, I, was, I couldn't figure out the difference between the essence and the energies and all that. It just doesn't seem to jive with me. Well, good. The energies, are, think of them as the actual energy that's emanating from God as a form of grace that then works in your soul and in your body to make you more like God. Mm. Energies. So some people call them graces, and this is a, a, one of the ways that the Catholic Church talks about the graces of God, as though grace is a substance. In fact, in the, in the Catholic Church, paragraph 1999, grace is infused into the soul to make you more like God. To make you, you know, other things. So, the e what does it mean then? Excuse me. What does it mean then to participate in the divine nature? I know you don't have much time to answer that, but uh, yeah. well, I recently wrote an article on that, and what it's talking about is simply uh, participating in the communicable attributes of God in sanctification and okay. becoming more like Christ. All that's right. all that's going on. Okay. All right. All right. I'm really? here. So there All you right, go. Well, Stay you, away from Eastern Orthodoxy. They are slick in that they know how to make things sound good. And then they'll go to their church fathers and they'll quote them. And they do it very selectively. And I want to debate these mm. EO guys again. Okay? It's a non-Christian. Uh, it's, a, it's a false religion. Okay? 
All right. That debate caused me to sign up for your channel. So thanks. Bye. (laughs) Good. Good. Well, praise God for that. All right. Hey, there we go. And uh, Mike's gone, and there's the music, so i got to get out of here. May the Lord bless you. I hope you all have a great weekend. I hope this December is a great December for you. May the Lord bless you, and by His grace, we'll be back on the air on Monday, and we'll talk to you then. Another program powered by the Truth Network.